This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. But you say he's just a friend. Boy, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Boy. I got to tell you, uh, you're going to be very, very happy when you see the movie. I, 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 I was telling your friend. It took a lot to uh, explain to you a little bit of what the, the process is. It's not radio yes. and hitting your marks and things like that. But once you're actually on um, and, and you and you start doing your thing, you, you, you do a very, very, Thank very you. good job. And yeah. it's not a little role. It's actually a pretty big role, <laughs> a substantial role. So, well, you did teach me. So, so for example, I'm a bartender, right? So, and he, this guy goes on to become a killer at night. Bartender during the day, killer at night. They called him Dracula. He's the first cousin of Roy DeMeo. So, right, when they called on me to do a line, I was ready. But as Danny was teaching me, and he was a very good teacher, while I'm not speaking, I still have to be doing stuff that really shows what the role is. So if I'm a bartender, cleaning the glasses or making drinks, and I wouldn't do that. I would just stand there and look at the scene like, oh, wow, this is cool. He's like, no, Sid, you're a bartender. Bartender. <laughs> so, so, so so, there was a couple of times where Danny had to explain that to me. To me, that was really valuable information, so thank you. No, of course. I mean, that's my job. I, look, if I was going to give you a role and I, we were going to do this and I understood your passion and I realized that this is something that you really wanted, first of all, I want you to succeed. The, the most important thing is that you come off and understand that it, it looks great. And... You know, just staying in the character is the most important thing because the camera starts on you and then it continues to go to other characters and you're in the background. You've got to continue to play what you are. Right, right. Uh, and that was very important. But I, again, I, I, I'm telling you, you're going to be very, very happy. Come on, baby. That's Danny A. Who actually uh, wrote part of Inside Man, produced it, directed it. He plays the star, Roy DeMeo. And again, at about 10.15 this morning, about 40 of us, including Bo Deedle and his beautiful Margot, Peter Gordio from Gravesend, about 35 listeners, all heading to the Kent Theater on Coney Island Avenue in Brooklyn to watch the movie. It comes out this morning. Danny A., he is Roy DeMeo. That brings us to Curtis. Gets big ratings noon to one every weekday afternoon, all weekend long on the overnights, but arguably does his best work. Right here with me, 7, 10 a.m. every weekday morning. You know that's true. And uh, you knew Roy DeMeo. You knew all these guys. You're a tough Canarsie kid. In yep. fact, one of the guys that was part of Roy's crew, who's in the movie, who's still in jail, according to you, you hit this guy, Anthony, with a two-by-four. Yeah, Is Ant- that true? Anthony Centaur, the most psychotic of the three. Remember, they're the Gemini twins, Anthony Centaur, Joey Testa, Troy Testa and his brother, Patty Testa, could have been movie stars. I mean, the girls were all over him. Anthony Centaur, you knew, was psycho. I taught him stickball. I ran the streets with him. One time, he's beating up a kid. He won't stop. The only way I could stop him was with a (laughs) two-by-four. This guy is in Allenwood now in Pennsylvania. He's hoping to get released. I keep getting these letters. "Could Could you send a letter on my behalf? I said, you're the guy who said you would kill me if given the opportunity because I hit you with a two-by-four. So that's weird. So you hit the guy with a two-by-four. And it didn't stop him at first. But I know, but I guess when you did that, you gained his respect because clearly he thinks you like him. He's asking you to help him get out of prison after being there for decades and decades and decades. So there's no way in a million years, Curtis Lee, where you would ever write that letter for Anthony Centon. No way. No way. Anthony's probably listening now in his cell. Lose my number, pal. (laughs) Lose my number. Although, I'll tell you a great story about Roy DeMeo, another psychotic guy. And by the way, you were the cousin Dracula. 
I got to tell everybody out there, Dracula, you know, he's the bartender with shitters in the movie. He tells everybody, um, um, I have to leave for a moment. Where you going, Dracula? Don't worry about it. He gets into his car. He dresses up like a woman, puts the mascara on, goes to the nearby bank on Ralph Avenue, holds it up at gunpoint, runs away with the money, crashes into another car, carjacks another car. They finally catch him, the cops. And uh, one of the witnesses from the bank comes up and says, that's the guy. So how could that be me? You have mascara on. <laughs> he never took the mascara off or no, the clothes? No, well, he could. He was running away, tearing the clothes up. You were a transgender. You were Dylan Mulvaney before there was Dylan Mulvaney. And I was really good at the part, so who knew? Maybe that's you exactly. <laughs> you know, I saw uh, Chris Mullen, the Hall of Fame basketball player. Yes. Grew up in Marine Park, but I, I thought he grew up in Marine Park. I was wrong. He grew up two blocks away on Flatlands Avenue in Canarsie from the Gemini Lounge. That's right. And he said he used to see Dracula on summer days sitting outside with his feet in a kiddie pool. And it was weird and odd. But but every time a young Chris Mullen, basketball Hall of Famer, would walk by, Dracula would say hello. Now, I did say to Brian Kilmeade last segment, Roy DeMeo is one of the quote-unquote Nassau County killers. Serial killers, yes. You made that point. Yes. He's out, he killed about 50 times more people than Rex Uriman and Joe Rifkin combined. And the last time before he got whacked himself by Anthony Centaur and Joey Testa on the orders of Paulie Castellano, that was it. And they stuffed him in the trunk of a car, and they had a, a little parakeet in his mouth, you know, and they put some kind of thing over his, uh, his chest, whatever. They have that scene in the movie. But they dumped the body where? Suffolk County, where they dump all bodies. They were chasing this kid who had knocked on Roy DeMeo's door. He thought it was Cubans that were coming to avenge the murders of Chris Rosenberg, his adopted son. They chased him into Suffolk County, shot him dead. So here's the story. So Roy DeMeo runs that crew. Everybody's loyal to Roy. Yes. But eventually, Curtis, and Peter, you know this, Chad knows this as well, being a boss. The people you think are most loyal, eventually, at least one of them, at least one of them wants you dead. Let me tell you something. Justin Ellick, executive producer. You knew exactly where I was going. Yesterday, (laughs) yesterday, we're doing show prep for my Rip and Read at 12. And very nicely, Sid comes over and goes, hey, do you want to come to the matinee? And Justin Ellick looks at him. Like, this is his business. It says, F you, I ain't going to no matinee. Losers go to matinees. This is what he said. My I would have whacked him right there. Yeah. I, I thought about whacking him right there. Now, if I was in character, he'd be dead this morning, and good-looking Ken would be sitting next to Lewis. Oh. But you're lucky. It's only my character in the movies for now. For now. Yeah, I'm lucky. Thanks. Yeah. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at info at gabolaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. Talking about whack jobs. Yes. Arthur Idala is on the show a couple of days ago. Yes. And Artie Idala says flat out, listen to me, I got bad news for you. I spoke to somebody in the Adams administration. 
Frank Caron. How do you know it's Frank Caron? I know it's Frank Caron. Will you leave my buddies alone? Look, Caron? they're Siamese so, twins. Okay, uh, fine, Frank Caron exhales and authorized okay, dialing inhales. I'm going to the Met game with his brother on Monday, yeah, please. Yeah. So it turns out, he says, listen, there's a story in today's New York Post that Eric Adams has asked Joe Biden 36 times for money. And according to Idala, somebody in Adams' administration said to him, you're not getting a penny until Biden wins again in 2024. You're talking about another 18 months. More migrants, yep. more migrants, no money. A, do you think Arthur Idala is right? And B, do you think Artie stuck his foot in his mouth or said that on this show purposely? It ended up in the New York Post. Look, Arthur Idala is a male yenta. There's no doubt about it. When you go to poly prep day school like Sid did, what kind of a man's man goes to a day school? Joe Takapino went there. He's coming Again, up this morning. you make my point, oh, right? Boy. He defends Trump. On mob and scholarships, you know that. The first guys they ever defended when they got out of there were wise guys, mobsters choking on their lobsters to pay back their mob scholarship. But anyway, you caused me to digress. So Arthur Idala is smart. He plants this information on the most listened-to radio morning show in the nation. Forget about the tri-state area in the nation. And he knows it's going to get out there. And who's listening? The New York Post. And they print it word for word, including my word, Frank Caron. That was the source of the information. <laughs> and because the Adams administration wanted that to get out there. But Adams can't say that. It can't be identified with an Adams deputy mayor. So they use Arthur Idala to get the message out. The deal has been made. You're not getting a penny until uh, Joe Biden gets reelected president so of the United States. So you believe that that's true. Idala well, did look, say that. Look, he, who did he meet with yesterday? Another sycophant of Joe Biden came to City Hall. He got nothing. He got Ugats. He got bumpkins. But more importantly, let us flip the script and go to Rockaway, where you were yesterday for the Rockaway GOP meeting. Yeah. And it's interesting because you know what um, your role was, Sid, initially, but he didn't show up. He was too busy uh, giving information to the feds. Uh, Sid's job was to give the Phil Mickelson Annual Award for Gambling to Eric Ulrich, the former county chairman. I, I can't get past one segment with you without you attacking all my friends. It's a shame what's happened to Eric. You're right, but he's still a friend of mine. But they didn't invite me to this meeting. You would have thought the guy who ran for mayor, they're trying to elect city council people. They would have elected Curtis. Nothing. And Joanne Ariola, the city councilwoman, the county chairwoman, was not going to show up. She thought I'd be there because she might have had to apologize. Kathy Hochul, the governor, issued a press release saying, alert, alert, Floyd Benefield is next. Floyd Benefield is next for, quote, Migrant Resource Center. I said this two months ago, and Joanne Ariola, he's lying. Oh, listen, lying. let me tell you something. I will defend Curtis right here, right now. Curtis said Floyd Benefield. You also said Fort Tilden, yep. both right by my house. I bought on Joanne Ariola, and I have to tell you that since that day, I've lost some respect for her. Because instead of coming on and saying, don't worry, I've heard the same rumors, I'm here to protect you folks, she argued with me. I don't want to hear from radio guys, specifically you, yep. about what may or may not happen. In the meantime, you're going to turn out to be right. And last night, with all these city council potentials and me, Paul King, you know, uh, Mary Glynn at the uh, Hornets' house, and the, and the, and the no greatest, Joanne Ariola, the greatest no politician Joanne. of all time who got robbed. Tom Sullivan. That's right. Tom Sullivan. What a magnificent guy. Stand up. Even the Democrats say the nicest things about him, but they still robbed him. They still stole they the election. They robbed him blind. Stacey Piper Amato robbed him blind. But you're right. 
No Joanne Ariola last night. Because she understood that Floyd Bennett Field is going to become a migrant center. She didn't want to show up there. Because she so savaged me on Sid's show about that. How could she hold her head up? They would have said, Joanne Courage was right. Now, when Courage was right, when you came out and said Fort Triton, uh, Bayside, all those places, yes. and that wasn't done yet, in contrast, Vicky Palladino came on and said, well, let me just say this. I'm out there every morning fighting for my people. That should have been Joanne's answer as well. In- instead, she went after you, and you are going to make her look like a big ass. Now, Speaking of Republicans, they attack me more than Democrats. Not to suggest Democrats don't attack me. But slowly I turn step by step. I come in here this morning, and Frank Morano ran out the door. Did not want to deal with me. Because <laughs> his ping-pong friend, uh, Joe Borelli, who, by the way, has been on perpetual vacation. He didn't go to Rikers Island the other day. He was afraid. He thought he would get defecation education. You know, these guys have never been in the joint. <laughs> Secondly, there's a major problem going out in Staten Island. I'll give you the details, so join me in the rally tomorrow. But he goes on because he, he doesn't know how to stop himself from social networking. There was a picture in the New York Post of Bo Deedle who came on this program, total transparency, said, I had a dinner the other night with Eric Adams for three hours. Yes. And I believe Tuesday night is Rayo's night. With no, Pope. no, no. Thursday, no, Thursday. night is Rayo's night. Yeah, they, actually, uh, they were actually at Campagnola. Okay, Campagnola. Yes. Which I was at. The next night, correct, and Bo said, don't mention who I was sitting with. <laughs> that guy wants to kill you. So anyway, it's a beautiful picture. That's a true story. There's Eric Adams, <laughs> there's Bo Deedle, and there's our president of operations, Chad Lopez. Yes. And they're sitting there. And so Borelli writes, I wonder if Curtis, the traffic cone, will call out his boss, hamming it up with Adams. First off. You would not be here, Sid. I would not be here if not for Chad Lopez. I say it all the time. That's right. Uh, as much as I love John and Margot Katsimatidis, they saved this station. The guy with the biggest balls in New York, and, uh, and Chris Oliveira knows this too, is Chad Lopez. Everybody wanted to bring me back. Everybody. Nobody did it except for him. That's right. And not only that, all the calls of people each day that I disparage, uh, it's Chad who has to do interference. I want him fired. I want him <laughs> down on wounded knee. So anyway, Borelli puts I his post you know, He does it a lot for you. So I got to tell you, we got to go to the commission. Uh, we got to suspend Borelli from being on your show. By the way, you were going to have him on the show the other week. He said, I'm on vacation. He was on vacation. What the hell is this? This guy's uh, on so, perpetual so, so, vacation. So, we have about a minute to go in this segment. So you want me to take it to the commission or just go right away and suspend Borelli and then go back to the commission well, first and then we'll off, talk about a long-term Both thing. John Katsimatidis and Chad Lopez meet with everybody because this is New York City. You have to meet with everybody. Of course. Chad is doing his job. Of course. John meets with everybody. So for Borelli, this little guy who won't even be at the rally tomorrow against the migrant shelter in Midland Beach. He's on vacation. Whatever. But the point is, we're out there protecting the senior citizens who got kicked out into the street to make room for the migrants. So tomorrow morning, 1030, I finish the overnight show. I'm heading out there to 1111 Father Capitano Boulevard. Vito Fasella, the borough president, hosting. You are not going to kick senior citizens into the street, Eric Adams, over our dead body. And Joe Borelli, maybe one day you'll come back from vacation. And by the way, Frank Morano, Mr. Staten Island, he's not going to be there because he has to go to some shower. He's a maycat. His wife, Rachel, says, oh, no, you don't, Frank. You do whatever I tell you. You're coming to a shower. Leave
will be there to defend Staten Island, who voted for me if Staten Island's vote had prevailed. Curtis Lewa would be the mayor of the city of New York, and none of this crap would be taking place. 